there are 21 million Bitcoin in the world, out of which 19 million are in circulation. Meanwhile, the remaining 2 million will be available very slowly until 2140. What the hell did I just say? All you know is Bitcoin is this thing that went from nothing to $66,000 and came back to under $40,000. So it is an extremely risky asset. What can you even do with it? And how is it currency if it is not backed by anything? You're probably thinking, you already are too late to get in on Bitcoin, even if you're interested. Let's discuss about this wildly innovative technology created by Satoshi Nakamoto and how you can benefit from learning about it and secure control over your own money. Lingo of the day is HODL, which means to hold your Bitcoin for dear life. Yes, it was a typo on a forum that became a meme and now is culturally iconic to the community. To take control over your money, we will need to learn about some history to see what is money to begin with in order to understand and appreciate the power of Bitcoin. So let's get right to it. Welcome to the Web3 Chutney Podcast, where I, Shreyas, your host and dost, helps you to understand all things crypto and Web3 in less than 15 minutes. Back in the day, before we had technology, paper money or coins value was exchanged by something known as barter system. You give something and I'll give you something of equal value in order to exchange goods or services. Not too practical because we both can have different perceptions of what is same in value. Is my white cow better than your brown cow or do I need a white cow? Well, this is called direct exchange which is inefficient, impractical, and non-scalable. Okay, so we find a common thing like metal, which we both agree on that needs X amount of work to obtain. So we say, okay, cool, bro. Give me X amount of the metal and you can have the milk for my cow. Sweet. That metal is our medium of exchange, aka something we agree holds the same value to anyone participating in the market. If everyone wants to accept that metal, it is known as the medium of exchange, which is important because of its ability to be sold to anyone, aka saleability. If I give you a piece of metal that holds its value across time, that metal is a store of value. To be a store of value, it needs to be immune to rot, corrosion, and other types of deterioration. If we can price different things ranging from a house to a chocolate bar. In the same terms, we call it a unit of account, aka you can account for everything I want under the sun in terms of that unit. Why did I just blabber about this? Well, what makes money money is those three properties. Medium of exchange, which is everyone wants to accept it. Store of value, which is it holds value across time and unit of account, which means you can account for anything under the sun in that unit. So let's hammer that in. Why? should you care about the properties of money? Because a lot of people and the media will tell you Bitcoin is not money. That is fundamentally wrong. Bitcoin is money based on the three principles of money. And you will want to own this money just like you own dollars or rupees today. So what makes some money important? Well, for this, 
it is story time to learn about an ancient system based on something called rye stones in the Yap Islands, which today is a part of the Federated States of Micronesia. Rye stones were these limestones that took many hours of labor, shipping with giant rafts and hundreds of people to transport. These were brought over from Palau or Guam to the Yap Islands because they were beautiful and desirable. These were kept in a central location so everybody could see them and people wrote down who owned how much stone a person and people wrote down who owned how much stone. If someone wanted to buy milk from a merchant, he would announce to the entire town the transaction and everybody would acknowledge this transaction and then the ownership was transferred. These stones couldn't be stolen so they served as a medium of exchange, store of value and a unit of account aka money for the Yap Islands. This is a pretty cool currency that nobody could steal and everybody knew who owned how much at all times. If you know where this is going, yes, you are correct. It is the first indication of the concept of a peer-to-peer -peer network with transparency in ownership, which we today know as the blockchain in terms of technology and digital revolution. Oh yeah, not going to leave you hanging. What happened to the rye stones? In 1871, an Irish-American merchant named David O'Keefe came across this cool island and he saw an abundance of coconuts which he could use to make coconut oil to sell across the world. But one problem, O'Keefe had some foreign money known as dollars, which Islanders had no use for. He thought, oh well, I'm not letting this opportunity go. He went to Hong Kong, bought an expensive heavy machinery, and he used to excavate rye stones in abundance and showed up on Yap Island saying, there you go. Let's start loading the coconuts. The chief said, nope, these stones were acquired way too easily without hard work. They cannot be acknowledged by the island and banned everyone from doing business with the foreigner. Um, but not everyone agreed and some went ahead and did business with him anyways. This caused the island to be divided and eventually the money known as rye stones to lose value over time. This is what is also known as hyperinflation, which is what happened with currencies of Venezuela, Zimbabwe, and a few others. The problem was that O'Keefe added too much stock of the stones to the existing supply of the stones, which disrupted the flow of the stones coming in over a period of time. This is something known as the stock-to-flow ratio. If the stock-to-flow ratio is high, money maintains its value over time, which maintains a healthy economy. A money that is easy to produce is shitty money. Easy money does not make people rich. It actually makes the people poor. So why should you care about this? Well, so if the government adds too much money all at once, we have a problem. That answers what is money, to be honest. Now that the definition of money has evolved over time, we've seen rye stones, seashells, cows, cigarettes in prisons, metals like copper, bronze, silver, and ultimately gold. Today, money is paper and coins which are backed by the government. Gold and silver are interesting ones that I'd like to cover. Silver comes close to gold, but lags behind because it technically does corrode very slowly and it can be revived, but it does corrode. The other reason is because silver is less rare in the Earth's surface. Fun fact, in 1970s, the Hunt brothers bought an enormous amount of shiny silver, but because Miners were always creating more than the market wanted. The price eventually tumbled and the brothers lost over $1 billion, which is why people say 
all that glitters is not gold. But gold, on the other hand, is one of the rarest metals that meets all the properties of money, which is why people have held it on for generations to build fortunes and governments have held it to back their currency. The money issued by government is also known as fiat money, which comes from the Latin word fiat, which means decree, order, or authorization. The reason most papers hold its value is because it's backed by gold in most cases, which basically says if our government and the country collapses tomorrow, you can have all our gold. Fiat currency is the money that you use today, which is why you care about how to protect it. The newest addition to this family of money is Bitcoin. It meets all three principles of money and is more adaptable to the digital age in which we live in today and will be evolving into tomorrow, which is why it is worth learning. So let's switch gears to see what happened in the news over the week. Reese Witherspoon's Hello Sunshine will partner with World of Women, which is a woman-led NFT project to bring those characters to life on film and TV. This is particularly interesting because we've talked about celebrity influence in the NFT space. But women like Reese, Paris Hilton, Eva Longoria, and so many others are bringing the woman so the male-dominated tech bro narrative gets kicked out of the window and we can have better diversity and inclusion in the space because that is how it was designed. So everyone can have an equal opportunity. OpenSea suffered a phishing attack over the weekend. While most DJs were enjoying Eat Denver, a conference about Ethereum, a stroke of panic set loose by rumors of OpenSea, which is the most popular marketplace being exposed to a phishing attack. Basically, attackers sent out a cloned email that made people connect their wallets. Yes, it is scary. But is this normal? Unfortunately, yes. How many phishing attacks have Fortune 500 companies and common consumers been exposed to since the beginning of the internet? A lot. Web3 is new and security is pretty good, but definitely has its flaws and has room to grow. And I have full conviction that things will get 10 times better and 100 times faster than we've ever seen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you found that helpful, then let me know what you learned by sharing it on Twitter or Instagram using hashtag Web3Chutney or tag me on Twitter at shreylife.crypto. Give the show a follow or a subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And if you feel it was great, then a review would mean the world to me. So let's wrap up today's episode because we learned money is anything that follows three core principles. It is a medium of exchange, a unit of account, and a store of value. In our next episode, we will dive into Bitcoin and what makes it special. Until then, keep learning, keep failing, and keep growing.